You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, hello. Hi, Aid. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Still here. Still trucking. It's not so cold. I'm I'm happy about that. I'm not a cold gal. I'm not a cold gal, so I like that the weather is still feeling nice. Oh, that's nice to hear up in Northern Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> um, it rained today in Houston. Uh, which is kind of nice that. because it's been 90 degrees. Um, <laughs> so it was, I was like, 75? Wow, we're talking about the weather. Um, <laughs> uh, um, moving on, I think. So just a couple of announcements. I just wanted to remind everybody who's on our Patreon and all of our future patrons that we do have an RSS feed. Um, It took me a little while to discover RSS feeds on Patreons because I'm slow. But what an RSS feed allows you to do is the episodes that we post on Patreon, you can just copy paste a link to your personal RSS feed into Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, and it will take the episodes right there. So you don't even have to go to Patreon to listen to our wonderful bonus episodes uh, where we cover Unfiltered and Couples Cam. And another one that we will be covering, we'll do an extra, extra bonus episode. Uh, Next week, we will do one on some previous couples, some of our thoughts on previous seasons and previous husbands and wives. So, yes. What else do we got going on, Tane? Well, I was going to say I'm excited about that. It's been a while since we spoke about them. You know, it's nice to take a break from our current couples because our current couples are, there's a lot going on. Just take a refresher <laughs> and take a breath. But um, yeah, what else is going on? So guys, like, as you guys know, those of you that's been, that have been listening to us, you know, since we started last year, when we started, it was during the pandemic and, you know, we were still, outside wasn't open, guys. And now, you know, outside is open and we're trying to not figure out, you know, our new routine as, you know, we balance the podcast with life. So you might see, you know, sometimes the schedule 
but the episodes might not be the same as it stands right now. It comes out on Fridays, but every now and then we might have a delay. So this week we anticipate that there's going to be a delay in the drop. So you probably should see it either late Friday or Saturday. So just wanted to give you a heads up. Don't freak out. We're still here. We're still going. But there's probably going to be a delay this week. So, yes, we'll be enjoying the outside, even though everybody knows the outside is expensive. That is what we have learned at the end of the <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> All the money you were saving last year, gone. So I know, and this is a spike in everything anyway, so <laughs> it's even worse. <laughs> um, so, we're outside, and it seems like the previous Married at First Sight couples are outside. So, Tane, what is going on on the socials? What is going on? So it looks like Vince and Bree spent some time with Amani and Woody um, it look, in Atlanta. It looked like some R&B brunch type situation. I thought it was just them, but I see Jeffy and Shawnee's were also there. And I, I might have missed something. I also think there was some kind of event or something like that where previous couples, they were filming some kind of special. So we might have some kind of special on the horizon. But it was kind of nice, you know, to see all of them hanging out. I actually enjoy it when, you know, all the couples come together because it is kind of like a little club for them, you know? I enjoy it when they film it. I mean, I guess it's okay to see you on Instagram or whatever, but I would prefer if the Lifetime camera was there capturing something. <laughs> um, in Jamie News, they're still shopping for an RV, um, but that's not what the social media update is about. It's about her kid not feeling well, and instead of Jamie to just do what she feels is best for her kid... Jamie opened a poll on Instagram asking if she thinks she should wait it out because her kid had a fever or wait it out and give him some Motrin or go to the doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I understand there are people out there that are like, oh, if you don't care for Jamie, why do you even speak about she is part of she is social media. It is not, I cannot do a social media update without mentioning something. And trust me, you have to pick out one thing of the many that she puts (laughs) out there. I mean, she thankfully went to the doctor and he had um, some a rhinovirus. I've never heard of it before. And I'm glad she did. And, I, and even that, she made an event and was like, some of you may think that I'm being dramatic, taking my son to the ER. Why would we think that, Jamie? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, this is just not good. Like, you, how do you take a poll on what to do with your kid who's ill? I'm laughing because I'm like, call, you call your pediatrician. Or you called your nurse friend or your doctor friend. Wait, Jamie is a nurse. I'm so confused. But yeah, there's been a huge spike in RSV with little kids this year, which has not been great because um, RSV RSV can require hospitalization. And between COVID and RSV, the healthcare workers are really, really doing the Lord's work. So yeah, Um, I I don't know if it's better or worse that he had RSV and not COVID. I, I think both are pretty bad. Oh, really? Yeah, because she said he tested negative for the flu and for COVID, but I didn't see, but I hope he's doing um, much better because he looked pretty miserable in the numerous pictures and videos that Jamie um, shared with us. Um, Chris, dear Chris, um, a revered Mavs fan put a poll on the worst husband in Mavs, and Chris won, and Chris just lost his shit. He... (laughs) 
just went off. I'm sick of this shit. No one's talking about the wives. He put up um, Ryan, the one who had the domestic violence thing up there, that, you know, this is there, and you guys are putting me, that why would you do stuff? Why don't you do that? And I'm like, oh, my God, Chris. Just block her. If it affects you that much, just block certain things. Like, it shouldn't. Um, so I made a point. I was like, well, all the stuff happened after the show was over. It wasn't really during, so it doesn't count. But I don't think he was willing to hear that. So I think um, Chris is really bothered. As much like, I do think that man is, is something. And I think that he, as a person who probably thrives on attention, if you go on maps and you don't want to be heard of or seen again, it is very easy to be done. <laughs> But Chris is out there every day trying to stay relevant, discussing maths, arguing about maths, posting pictures of other people from maths because he loves the attention, negative or positive. Yeah, Yeah, he does. I don't know if you guys are, if you're familiar, Aid, with the whole red flags thing that's going on right now. Yes, it's dumb as hell. (laughs) Very dumb. But Chris also put something which I think was disrespectful as hell. And he said stuff like, if she says... Um, I just known you three days and you're having a baby, but I want to be a bonus mom. It's God's plan. That's a red flag. And I could not believe my my eyes because clearly there's a direct hit on Paige. And uh, yeah, no words. No words. No words in that. He took shots at Jake too, but you know, and Eric (laughs) and Virginia as always. He's like, I just want to drink and sleep on my friend's couch, even though I'm married. I'm a pilot, but I get drunk. I'm like, oh my God, just let it go. Okay. Okay. So this is Clara put up a post. It is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And there's this, um, there's a stack of, I don't know, like a card or something that's being posted where it's like, maybe he doesn't hit you, but maybe he you know, tries to suppress your behavior or tries to change you or tries to stuff like that. I've seen it in a couple of places and Clara posted it. She didn't say anything else and she just posted it. And I was like, that is just kind of tricky to post something like that, especially when everyone's like, oh, what happened? What happened? And she probably doesn't mean Ryan or anything, but it was just kind of interesting that, you know, she posted that. So I just don't want to assume anything like, yeah. I don't even, I don't know if I want to assume that it is, she is or is, because you know, Clara has uh, had other relationships besides Ryan. That is very true. But we'll just, I mean, she posted it, so we'll just let her speak for herself, I suppose. But that is a, that is either a statement or not a statement, but with social media, so you can't tell. Yes, yes. Um, Jessica and Austin had their baby shower. I forgot when their baby is due, but it has to be pretty soon. Um... That's so cute. And then for those who are wondering in this week, Haley Watch, she is in New York. I quite enjoyed this, guys. I'm telling you. Every time I'm like, where is Haley this week? But she's in New York. All right. Okay. Guys, this is your spoiler alert. If you do not want spoilers for our current season, fast forward now. We are usually like a spoiler-free podcast, but this is one that like it just kept on hitting us all directions. So we're like, hey, might as well. <laughs> We'll give you time. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Okay. So if unless you've been under a rock, which good for you, we tried, but we just couldn't avoid it. Everyone's been talking about the fact that Zach and Bao are dating. 
their their evidence is thin. I, I, their evidence is very thin. You think it's thin? I think it's thin. Apparently, they were like seen together, but it was like at a in LA when they were probably filming the reunion or something. So the whole cast was in LA. Well, um, so here's the thing. I heard about it a long time ago, but I know we try not to spoil it for each other. So when you say, when you know, sometimes you see spoilers about who's together, who's not. And I just saw, you know, Zach and Michaela, Johnny and Bauer are not together because Zach and Bauer are dating. This is before the whole event. Then afterwards, it was more like they were seen at the airport or something like that. And I don't know. I don't think it's thin. But maybe they're playing with us. I don't know. But anyways, that is what is out there. And why it is in the social media is because Michaela actually responded to it. She wrote a couple of things. She's been in Peru, I want to say. And she said she's been there like uh, six times in the last four months or some kind of number like that. And she's just trying to get herself together. And she said, I am not married to the person who I was matched with. I heard he is with someone who he preferred to be with. And she goes, she's actually happy about that. Who she was on TV is not who she is now or who she wants to be anymore. And she's happy and she doesn't have any ill will. And she hopes that, you know, she prefers that they all find love. And as long as they learn, you know, from the show and everyone gets better. And she's like, I know you guys are you with me, you know, to find some more tea, but on my stories, but you're not going to find anything else from me. So I don't know. Everything she wrote was a violation of her contract. So I can't believe she wrote that. Like I know she wrote it because like it's on her socials. But I'm like, what were you thinking? This, I mean, was this kind of stuff that Chris would do actually? Yeah, but I think for the many things Chris got away with last year, I just think this contract must not be ironclad because everyone just seems to do what they want to (laughs) do. I mean, they set their socials to private, but I guess they're. Their private list is not not the you know the OGs or whatever because they're they're putting stuff out. Um, I feel like it's very good of Michaela to have that response. <laughs> Consider yeah. what we're about to see of her. She needs all of the uh, what is good it? good vibes. Yeah, good PR, not PR, <laughs> but good <laughs> good perceptions. But yeah, I I I, I do want to say I found it interesting that she's not private on Instagram. Because I find that a lot of the people, they're private, and then you request to follow them, but a lot of them didn't, like, even follow us back or accept us until after the show was over. Yeah. But she's open. Hmm. So that's very interesting to me. And Maths fan, I think I saw from someone that Maths fan did confirm that Zach and Bao are together, but she has always, or he, or whoever they may be, has always said, like, I get information, but I can't, like, <laughs> she's not an independent journalist confirming stuff, <laughs> but she does yeah. have a source, and the source says that they are together. I mean, considering what we're seeing from their spouses, good for them. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, so um, we are back for everyone who is, you know, covering their ears, back to regular programming, spoiler-free. That was it for social media. How do we feel about this episode before we dive into the couples? Oh, I greatly enjoyed it. <laughs> um, I don't know why I enjoyed it, but I sure did. I, I actually, just sitting down with the experts is not a waste of time. Sometimes it is. Um, but this week, the experts were like, here's what you need to do. And some people did it and some people didn't. 
Yeah, I thought some of the questions were bullshit. But I think if you're going to pick two experts to come do this, Cal and Dr. Pepper are the best people you could get. I'm sorry. Who? All right. Who? Who? Cal? Pastor Cal? (laughs) Pastor Cal? (laughs) The only reason I'm giving Tane crap about this is because we gave Ryan crap about it earlier in the season, but we're like, how dare he call Cal by his first name? It's Pastor Cal to you. (laughs) Speaking of Ryan, (laughs) um, he and Brett, you know, they had a week. So we start with him showing us her being a messy person. I don't know what the point of that was, but okay. No, it was bad though. I'm like <laughs> that that's not that's beyond messy. That's kind of crazy. But she's I'm I'm like I think my issue is if I try to defend her, people will think that I live like that, which is not the case. But I'm like, you know, it's not her real house. But her real house uh, is probably worse. I'm not going to try. No. It is messy. Mm-mm. But I also don't see the point in him recording it. Like, dude, you know you're going to say no on decision day. Are you just trying to collect evidence? Well, I mean, because if he brings that up as a point. <laughs> that is not the reason why you guys are not saying married, though. <laughs> so Brett sits down with Pastor Cal. And he asks how she is. And uh, she says, uh, not awesome. And she basically goes into, like, kind of how hopeless they are. <laughs> She says, though, that if he was more willing or open, she'd be willing to keep trying. And there's like a small percentage that gives her hope. And I'm like, what? It, what? I don't know why they say these things. She does go into how at the honeymoon, they had a great time. She felt like they were connecting. And then they, this this episode did feature a lot of flashbacks, which felt like padding. By the, I mean, by the time we've seen, like, 20 flashbacks, I'm like, you just need to fill some stuff in. So we see, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. an extended mono flashback of them at the honeymoon. And you're looking at the days, and it's, like, 37 days ago. I'm like, so well over a month ago, you guys were good, and you haven't been good since. Mm-hmm. So she says, like, she has to think about, is this what's going to make me happy forever? Or is he even capable of giving her what she needs? Pastor Cal asks if they're talking about feelings and emotions. And he also, like, directs her to ask him questions. Ask him to give you a picture of what he thought his wife would have been. Let him know you're not afraid if it wasn't you. Like, give him the opportunity to speak openly. And ask him when he gave up on your marriage. And Brett's like, I know the answer, but Pastor Cal says that she might be surprised. And he asks (laughs) what she has to lose by asking these questions. So next we go to Ryan. He does a selfie cam. He says he anticipates negativity from the sit down and that (laughs) he has given everything that he could, but he knows he needs to be open and honest. So he gets to sit down with Dr. Pepper and he calls Dr. Pepper the big guns. Like for such a tiny lady, she sure does inspire some fear in you. (laughs) And she, um, she asked him when the marriage became imperiled. And he points to the meeting with Dr. Viviana. Oh, you're so kind. He didn't say Dr. Viviana. What did he say? He said, he said when Viviana came. And I was like, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you, Ryan? <laughs> Why is he forgetting people's titles? I, you know, some part of me tells me he's not forgetting. He's doing it on purpose. Hmm. So... Dr. Pepper gets her title. Pastor Cal and Dr. Viviana don't. What do these people have in common? 
dun, 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 <laughs> I ain't say nothing. I ain't say nothing. And he said when Dr. Viviana came to visit, that's when he started being like, he's going to stay open and he's not going to fight everything he's feeling about it not working out and her not being right for him. And he assumes the same for her as well. And Dr. Pepper asked him to tell her. How he tried to deal with the things he didn't like and the things that he could do to change them. And he says that most of the conversations that they need to have aren't fun to have. And Dr. Pepper thinks that there's a pattern, that he keeps a list of things wrong and he is not telling her and she encourages him to vocalize how he feels. And she says, if you can't, if you don't think you can say something difficult in a way that isn't cruel, figure out how to say it in a constructive way. And then she, like, tries to take him back to the beginning, to the roots. And she's like, why did you want to be married at first sight? And he gives her his, like, list of, you know, reasons why I want to be married at first sight. And Dr. Pepper basically says there's no way to be successful without getting cl- dealing with their feelings. You have to reach deeper inside. You have to ask her who she is. And she says that that hasn't been done. She doubts if they know each other. She really, really know each other. And she encourages him to try. Um... <laughs> She asks if they can, like, pull it out, you know, figure it out. And he stutters out something about promising to put in more effort. It's not over until it's over. But this is indeed over. <laughs> that that last so. part was me editor- editorializing. So our next part, which we will go through with each of the couples, is they'll have their one-on-one with their chosen counselor, therapist. And then they will have to sit down with each other. <laughs> So Ryan tells Brett that Dr. Pepper questioned his efforts and how he avoids saying things because she doesn't want to hear them. And she says it's not always good for her when he doesn't say these things. And she doesn't want to be a source of stress for him. Oh, he asks, I think, of her. He didn't give you anything? And we zoom in on her hands and we hear the long extended silence. And then we get a flashback to Pastor Cal giving her a list of questions that she needs to ask him. And she, does, can I say she lies? Mm. She says it was focused on her as far as asking questions. Um, She feels disconnected. And he says going about things the same way is like not good. And they don't know what to do. And he needs to, he gets, says he feels disconnected and further and further away. And then he encourages her to call him out on things. He's open to her calling him out. Which is such a cop-out. <laughs> Although calling him out would be the instructions that Pastor Cal gave him, it's still just very strange to me. Like, you know, you just need to tell me what I need to say to you. What what kind of weirdness is that? Aid, I want to add to this conversation. I'd be lying if I tell you my mind didn't wander. These people are just DOA. Everyone knows it's done. What's the point of putting so much effort, including the experts know it's done. So... I- Everything was just for show. You feel like both of them are just for show or? Yeah. The whole entire thing. The experts know it's done. They know it's done. That's why she doesn't <laughs> want to ask the questions. What is the point? Ryan is also that kind of person that's like, I'm not going to waste my time on this. We're just writing it out. And when we talk about his conversation with Johnny, you see where he's just like, just keep on trucking. It's almost done. It, it, this, <laughs> so it's hard for even me to invest. I'm just like, are we done yet? Because everyone's out. 
I mean, it isn't, I, I, it's exceptional. I mean, they know they're not going anywhere and they just look at each other and neither of them will say it. Yeah. And I don't think they're saying it when the cameras aren't there either. I think they just don't say things. Yeah. And, and for different reasons. She's just like, you're the one who doesn't want me. You have to open your mouth and say it. And he's just like, I just couldn't be bothered. I'm not trying to be mean. <laughs> just... <laughs> so to waste some more of our time, Brett sits down with his sister, Alexa, who Tane does not like. Rightfully so. The vibes on this one. I feel bad. She hasn't, I mean, she said a couple things in the beginning. But when she appears on the screen and she starts talking, I just, something is not right there. besides the fact that it seemed like she was on SNL and kept darting her eyes around I'm like are you reading a script is there a teleprompter to decide what are you looking at I just yeah uh yeah I didn't notice that actually so thanks for pointing that out so then I'm like do we think she's weird or is like you know some people are just terrible on camera maybe that's her so Brett tells Alexa that she doesn't know much about him that they don't talk and then Brett does one of her things. I, I get more annoyed by these things the more she does them. She's like, yeah, we have a lot in common. And it's like, <laughs> she's determined to put lipstick on this pig of a relationship. Um, Alexa starts talking about how he's, he's an introvert, which, and her things are that when he's put up on the spot, he's going to probably tell you what you want to hear or he's going to walk away. As a fellow mm. introvert, I'm always amazed at the behaviors that people will ascribe to introversion. Um, instead of the sh- your personality or your preferences, it's like, let me just slap a label on that behavior and say it's because you're an introvert. I'm also at the point where I don't even know how to describe an introvert because I, I don't, I think this was news to me that Ryan was an introvert because I, I don't know that I would. Okay. So part of the definitions of an introvert is that you need time to refresh and just rejuvenate yourself and you don't always want to be around people. And last we heard, he dated all the Texas and beyond. <laughs> Do you know how exhausting dating is? If you're a true introvert, like, I didn't like, I don't enjoy dating. I don't like going out, getting ready, being with people. It's too much. So if he's an introvert, I don't, I can't marry the two. I don't know what it means anymore. It means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I just feel like it's a word that's very much been, you can just use it wherever you'd like to. Uh, there's a really good book called Quiet by Susan Cain, um, and it's about introversion. And I found that to be a very good guide as to what actual introversion is instead of nonsense, like you're not interested in someone and the behaviors you be, like do because you're not interested are now not because you're not interested, but because you're an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't go to barbecues like Mela. <laughs> Brett says she feels like he wasn't interested in her at all. Ding, ding. Alexa asked, when did this happen? Like, at the wedding, the families hit it off. I was like, we didn't see none of that. The honeymoon was great. She would FaceTime them, I guess, and they were talking and, like, you know, connecting or whatever. What happened? And Brett says, well, when we moved in, you know, like, after a week, that's when it just fell off. And Alexa says, you know, maybe got back here and things shifted and it brings back feelings of someone else that he likes and knowing she says knowing him and living with him for so long makes her think that he's distracted i don't know what i think when we first saw this in preview we were like is his sister trying to tell brett that he's cheating 
Mm-hmm. If so, why was she like assigned this task? It's very like, or is she really just theorizing? Uh, watching it in its entirety, I think she was instructed to tell this lie <laughs> <laughs> to Brett <sighs> to make her feel to, better. So, to so, not to even sow a seed in her. I think Ryan is the kind of person that would tell that would be on his worst behavior. So you break up with him and he doesn't have to do the breakup. We they're both the pattern. Yeah. They're both trying to make the other be the first to throw in the towel. And they're the only one enjoying this game. This squid game of theirs. Because <laughs> it, it's boring. They don't even know how to fight. <laughs> I, you know, I they are A, they're very boring. And B, it's like I do think people get on the show and get really concerned about how they're going to look. Mm-hmm. But I think the longer I watch reality TV, the more I realize, like, people really don't know how things are going to look. Yeah. If they're each yeah. waiting for the other one to break up with them <laughs> in an effort to not be the bad guy, I'm like, neither one of you right now is winning this. You just look foolish. <laughs> yeah. And it's not good viewing for us, so yeah. <laughs> but I do think though it was a lie. I think first of all, th- like we said, the scene wasn't natural. It doesn't look like they get along at all. And it just seemed like the vibe wasn't there. And she just threw it out from nowhere. Yeah, I just get the vibe. A woman to another woman, you just say that casually to somebody else. That's actually kind of mean. So wh- even if you thought that, why would you just, what is she supposed to do with that information actually? what to make her feel better when he says no on decision day i mean it's just dumb so let's give thanks that those two are over (laughs) (laughs) for this episode um and we'll go on a break all right next up rachel and jose Jose gets to sit down with Dr. Pepper. He, um, I call this job interview, Jose. Like he went in there like it was a job interview and he mm. gives the experts a good review because in this job interview, I guess he's the hiring manager. <laughs> he's like, y'all did a great job. You know, me and me and Rachel, we're a great team. Um, Dr. Pepper encourages him that questions are always your friend and then you get answers. Jose starts with his husband and a provider spiel, but he also says that, like, he asked for an independent woman, so he talks about finding the soft spot. Dr. Pepper says, well, you are a bit controlling. (laughs) (laughs) Because think there is a right way, and she has things that she's used to make her feel secure, and so she encourages him to see the world through his partner's eyes instead of just Jose has it all figured out. I think I found it hilarious because like you rightfully said, it was like a job interview and Jose is coming prepared to make himself look the best. So Jose (laughs) loves to talk about how they had a good three weeks and then the fireworks going off. And then, like I said, lots of flashbacks this week. So we get a replay of the lockout. And this man has the audacity to say is what scares him is that when things (laughs) get rough, she bounces. Now the other flashback they did was her talking about her relationship summers not being able to stay at home. Um, but I count that as irrelevant. <laughs> I just don't understand Very. how you can say that when things get rough, she bounces when you locked her out. 
Oh, the audacity really was him saying, what can I say to make her not want to bounce? I'm like, uh, my dude, (laughs) don't tell her to bounce. (laughs) And don't lock the door. Don't lock the door. (laughs) That would be a good one. (laughs) Oh, the self-awareness in these ones. Very low. He says he wants to make her feel like she doesn't have to leave. And then I go back to, but you locked her out. (laughs) (laughs) And Dr. Pepper says, how can we help build a situation where the trust can grow? Ask her what she needs from you so she feels that she can truly trust you. And Dr. Pepper is like, we've seen you be angry and that is not going to help build the trust. Um, Another thing that I noticed on this episode that was particularly egregious were the inserted lines in these conversations where like from the tone you can tell that they inserted a couple sentences for the experts (laughs) back yes i didn't notice i i don't think i noted on this one i feel like that last line maybe from dr pepper but there was one with gil that was really bad um (laughs) so rachel gets to sit down with pastor cow and he asks how committed are you guys rachel is very effusive with her praise she says he's the man for me he's everything i asked for plus more she says she's getting to know him and she says that she can be her true self and feel loved she also says that she's not sure if he feels the same way because he doesn't express it as much so she's just hoping that she's hitting the target and pastor cow says you know you should ask about that and then they talk about the incident of being locked out she says she's going to take his word for the fact that it was accidental but accident or not, she was locked out. It was not an accident. <laughs> Don't know that why. That was crazy to me. She's like, I'm going to take his word that he didn't intentionally lock me. How? That's, uh, I guess. <laughs> but she obviously doesn't believe it because either her or Pastor Cow follow up with he can be vindictive. So oh, she did. So <laughs> if she recognizes that it was vindictive to lock her out, unless she's talking about something else. I mean, it could also be, you know, when the whole thing happened, like just everything that he said, he was like, this ain't no boyfriend, girlfriend shit. You can get the fuck out. You can blah, blah, blah. Like, and then when she said I'm leaving and then he's like, okay, bounce. Bye. Okay. So maybe she meant. Yeah, I'm I'm just not in love with the, well, we'll, like the next part with the concept that she needs to figure out why he locked her out. (laughs) Oh, pass the cow. Pastor Cal says, find out if there's another circumstance where he would feel the need to shut you out. I'm like, what kind of terrible advice is this? Yeah. One last thing that I was not a fan of Pastor Cal, she was saying like, oh, if this happens again, that she's not going to stay or whatever. And Pastor Cal was like, yeah, but you know, this is not going to be your last argument. There's still going to be many more to come. And I'm just like, Pastor Cal, don't make it seem like this was just a regular married couple argument. This was not a regular argument. This was an argument where he was so disrespectful, was malicious, vindictive, like we just said. So I just wanted to give props to Rachel, good on Rachel for saying, I know there's going to be arguments, but if this happens again, no, I'm not going to stand for it. So good on her for that. Because that whole rhetoric of, with, what do you say, with strife comes, I don't know what the crap he says. <laughs> that pisses me off. <laughs> well, it pisses me off. He, like, and I'm very glad Rachel responded the way she did. I get very, every week, I'm like, this was not an argument. <laughs> this was not a difference of opinion. It's not like a you did something or an I did something and let's work it out. 
He locked her out of the house for absolutely no good reason after screaming and yelling at her for absolutely no good reason. Yeah. Because the the, the crux of the matter is Jose is a man that is strongly fueled by his insecurity. He, here I go diagnosing people again, but that's just what I see. And that's just going to be a something they're going to have to figure out. Either he gets secure and trusts their relationship or she decides I can't stand for this because I don't know how this isn't going to happen again, I think is my thought. Oh, yes, but I do think it won't happen again before decision day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But I think they're good up until the end. But I yeah. just I can't trust this thing because, yes, it happened one time, which was one time too many. Mm-hmm. So they do their little sit down. And uh, somehow her assignment is that she needs to ask him what his triggers are so that she doesn't get locked out of the house again. Um, (laughs) Jose's readout of his uh, sit down with Dr. Pepper is that he he briefed her on the incredible weeks we had. But Jose says when things got tough, she left. And she said it took that fight for her to realize that single Rachel is gone. They can have tough arguments and overcome it. And then she, because she's a good student, unlike Brett, she actually asked the question. She's like, what's the triggers that got you to that vindictive point? And he says he needs time to cool off. And he talks about how they both carry a lot of pride and it has to be a compromise. And Rachel tells us that she knows there's a lot more to uncover from her husband, but she wants to be Jose's wife no matter what. (sighs) That's dangerous. Which is contradictory because she said, next time you lock me out, I'm not coming back, so... (laughs) I don't think it's quite like that. Don't think it's quite like that. You have to suspend all disbelief. Think of it as a rom-com. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> Why would I think of it that way? <laughs> oh, oh. My attempt at a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, rom-coms usually do have some stalkerish or abusive behavior. So, well, um, <laughs> I guess it's like that. <laughs> Next up is Mirla and Gil. Sunshine on a cloudy day. <laughs> um, we start with them at the gym, working out together, talking about it was an hour. No, it's not an hour, just silliness. Um, we get a selfie cam, and she made steak, sweet potatoes, and asparagus, and he is throwing some ketchup on the plate. And he makes sure to tell us that he's putting ketchup on the sweet potatoes, not on the steak. And she laughs and says he's putting it on the steak. Um, can I just give them a shout-out for not making the official meal of maths? It was not a salmon. It was not. It just wasn't. But is it the second meal steak? It sure is. And asparagus too? It sure is. The sweet potatoes were the only originality. Yeah, and the ketchup. Yeah, the only thing. So next up, we have Gil at a selfie cam. And he's wearing this pink shirt. And I appreciate the internet because someone was like, that is a Burberry shirt. Because this man will never get away with wearing a single name brand. <laughs> you, know, you know what's so funny about that? A friend texted me. She's like, Gil is wearing a Burberry shirt. And I wasn't affected. I was like, well, on Unfiltered, when we spoke about it on Patreon, um, Aid had mentioned that he had on Gucci shoes at um <laughs> at the Unfiltered taping. But then her next question was, is he the one buying it or is she dressing him? And I was like, I think it's him. Yeah, because you said it was on sale, right? Yeah, it's him. Because he said he bought his Gucci shoes on sale. And he even said, I like nice things too. 
But then by that point, we had had like six straight weeks of him talking about her closet and her brands and her spending. And so now he cannot go out in a name brand in peace. And that is no one's fault but his own. <laughs> Good for him. Um, Gil says that he likes Pastor Cal because he's straightforward and he cuts through the BS. And, you know, I would say that that is mostly true. Yes, I I, I agree. Can I say something? I, I don't know if it's just me. I, I find it interesting. I don't know why I assume this. I always assume that all the black men in the show would have their sit down automatically with Pastor Cal. I don't know how they choose which expert, but I just always assume that that's how it would be. Is that odd or is that expected so to speak i wouldn't call it it's, i thought chris was a special case <laughs> but um <laughs> he had to sit down with pastor cal because he doesn't really respect anybody else and i think he's a okay. bit of misogynist so he wasn't gonna listen to women um <laughs> i don't think gill is like that and i'm like did zach sit down with pastor cal or with dr pepper i can't remember no he didn't I was just, no, he didn't, he sat with um, Dr. Pepper. But I think for me, I was just expecting it only because you hear so much about, you know, as a black man, dating is, you know, completely different, the cultural aspect aspect of it. And maybe Pascal has a different, you know, way of thinking that they might relate to. So I realized that it's me just assuming, but I just didn't know if like, oh, does anybody else think that way? Or is it just me? Oh, I mean, I don't think I think that way, but I don't think it's just you. <laughs> um, so Pastor Cal asked Gil how was married life. He said he got his kiss, so he's feeling good. And Pastor Cal says, Ooh, sucky sucky now. <laughs> that gave me a giggle. <laughs> Gil sings Marilla's praises. He says she's very caring and loving, that they're very honest and direct people, and he's not scared to tell her anything, which is a really great sign. Yeah. Pastor Cal says. Well, this is the way I interpret it. You're good, so how can I make, mess this up? So he's like, <laughs> thinking about decision day, are there any unanswered questions that would make you say no on decision day? Gil is struggling to come up with anything because Pastor Cal is just here to kill dreams. Um, <laughs> but Gil doesn't struggle that hard because then he's like, well, she can be a Debbie Downer and when she's like not happy, she can get rude, short, and negative. And Pastor Cal says, like, could the negativity in the tantrums be too much? And Gil says, yes. But Gil says he's also told her directly, I'm not having your negativity affect me. <laughs> and then Pastor Cal asks, in previous relationships, do you think that she's been given her way when she throws tantrums? And Gil says she's an alpha, which I also really like. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, she probably has gotten away with throwing tantrums. And Pastor Cal says you should talk about it and ask her why her reaction is the way it is. Because it can derail any moment. I was like, okay. that. I mean, that seems very reasonable. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, I don't know if it was... Sometimes people do stuff, they haven't put that much thought into it. It's just what I've always done. So I didn't think that she was going to have an answer. And like you said, I think Pascal was just reaching. Like, <laughs> what can I get for you guys? I don't know. <laughs> you have one happy couple. You you should not be trying to stir up trouble. If they say they're happy, they only have to be happy for 17 more days for you to get a hit, okay? <laughs> I think the thing with maths is I don't know why they lean heavy on the negative because if you find that they're happy, why not just ramp up the what can, you know, how can we enhance the good that you already have? Why must we find a negative? I don't know. They're very intent on that. 
Well, especially at this stage, I have to start setting us up to think that there's like some sort of decision on decision day. So from here mm -hmm. on out, we'll just be looking for problems with Marilyn and Gil so that we think that they're not going to say yes when I'm like 95% certain they're going to say yes. <laughs> so so we flash to Mirla. She's talking to a producer off screen. The producer is off screen. Mirla is on screen. And he's like, how are you feeling? You're, you're here to see about how Dr. Pepper. And she's like, I'm feeling lovely after 25 cent martinis. <laughs> Where is the place? I don't know, but she went to brunch beforehand. <laughs> it was the middle of the day. I'm like, the only way you can be drunk this early in the day is if you went to brunch. <laughs> she did given a shout out. That's no way to get martinis for 25 cents. I mean, with inflation and such, where can't, you know, that is a great question. Someone go message Mirla and ask her where we can get 25 cent mar martinis in 2021. <laughs> she goes in to see Dr. Pepper and they have an entirely too long conversation about how Dr. Pepper expected her to come from one direction and she came from the other direction. Um, <laughs> Dr. Pepper says that she's very smiley and that she knows that she's been out partying before she came here. So just for everybody's awareness, Mirla was not sober. I don't think she was drunk. I think she had a nice buzz going. <laughs> Slightly more than a light buzz. <laughs> Marilla was the happiest we've ever seen. <laughs> so, but, you know, she makes it through her discussion with Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper asked, like, what are the questions you'd like to ask him to lead you to being comfortable to saying yes on decision day? And she's like, Marilla has, a, like, a good answer. She's like, I want to ask him what he needs from me to make him okay and happy. And Marilla says she wants this to work out. And Dr. Pepper says, you have high standards, you've earned them, but you're a very critical human being. And Marilla is like, there's just not much filter to the things I say. She says she can't bite her tongue and not say things. People, that is a lie. <laughs> Marilla is a successful woman. You do not be successful without knowing when to shut up. It's a skill that she chooses not to use. So she should think deeply on that before saying, like, I just can't help myself. I just say what I mean. <laughs> Dr. Pepper is very honest with her and says her constant reign of, critic of criticism changes the mood and it could be a problem in her marriage. And then Mirla really gets very sweet and she's just like, she's very grateful that Gil is in her life. And she woke up this morning and she was like, you never really think that these things would happen He's just the most wonderful human being. She made the choice to love him. Another flashback of the group dinner. Then mm -hmm. Marilla starts crying. She's like, she knew mm -hmm. she, she thinks she knew she'd be happy, but she didn't think she'd get everything she wanted and more in marriage. Did you think those were drunk tears? <laughs> it was, but it was so cute because you could genuinely tell that, you know, she was happy with Gil. It was in this moment that I realized I don't mind when people cry when they're happy. Oh my God, A, that's a breakthrough. Okay. You can cry happy tears, I guess. It's the other ones that I'm like, please stop. <laughs> oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen, and there goes my friend. <laughs> uh, Dr. Pepper says she loves hearing that. And this is the part where it was egregiously dubbed. Um, Because she says, your negativity could make you lose him. And I'm like, you that wasn't there and there was also no response from Mirla to that and that's why I was like oh you guys are just throwing stuff in there right on course for maths so not quite drunk but definitely more than buzzed Mirla goes and meets Gil and this uh, was hilarious <laughs> this 
conversation. There was a whole interaction about where she was gonna sit or him pulling out the chair. I was like, it was, it was, it was just another example for us to see that she was not quite sober. And I, I was like, is this the right time to have this conversation? Because uh, Merlin needs a nap, a glass of water, and a nap. <laughs> you know, I thought for a second, like, is showing up to your discussion with Dr. Pepper a sign that you don't take this very seriously? <laughs> Honestly, the things that she said, I'm like, you're not that drunk. You can still communicate. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, <laughs> Marilyn's, t- you know, they sit down, they start talking about their respective conversations. And Marilyn thinks that Pastor Kyle told Gil to treat his wife like a princess, but he already does. He asked how it went for her, and she said it was easy, and she thought it would be hard. Um... He asks about the Debbie Downer thing. He tells her it's a problem for him, especially if his mood starts to change because of it. And he wants to know why she's gotten like that. So she once again is... <laughs> I'm telling you, people, just sprinkle that introvertness on all kinds of behavior. Um, so she says it's the introvertness. She's done with people. And she's wondering, why is my husband not done with people? And it makes her moody and needy. So he asks what he can do to be a buffer. And she says, well, you already do it. You make me laugh. You help me be distracted. And Mirla says, when I get in my moods, what can I do better? And Gil says, not to get in them, which I agree. That would be good. (laughs) And he says, maybe you could try being considerate of the other people around you. And then they go through this thing where his solution is just like, you should be more affectionate towards me because that'll keep you in a better mood and you won't go into this space. Um... (laughs) They were just, what I appreciated about the whole thing is Mirla never was like, oh, that's not a problem. I feel like she recognizes it as a problem and she's working on it because she knows that it's important to him that she's not like this. Yeah. And that's what I I just love so much. (laughs) So that's all I had for Mirla and Gil, our golden couple. Now, last week I said that they didn't rate as a golden couple, but I will say that they worked very hard this week to try to rate as a golden couple. They were very cute. So a couple of things for me. Did you notice that she was sucking on a mint? I couldn't tell if she was. I was like, is she sucking on a mint to cover her martini breath from Gil? Because I couldn't. Huh? I said probably. I did not notice that, but definitely. (laughs) Because I couldn't tell if Gil could tell that she was drunk or not. He was just smiling, but I don't know if he knew <laughs> that she was drunk. <laughs> um, I thought it was pretty funny when she said she thought it was going to be boring talking to Dr. Pepper, but it was really good. Well, yeah, you were kind of drunk or not quite drunk, so I'm sure it helped. Um, I had a nasty thought where I thought that if she was this tipsy and they didn't have to do all this and maybe Gil was at home and she came back home, do you think they might have had some boom boom in the room room? I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say this is not the first time she's been drunk and I don't care how drunk really? she is. She's This is Mirla. I'm at my own pace. I'm doing it on my own time. Being a little drunk might might get you some, what is it, some under the sweater action, but that's about it. Really? Really. I feel like, like, I don't think Marla's the kind of person to plan anything or anything, but the same way she just felt like she wanted to give him a kiss, you could just be like, you know what, this man makes me so happy. He's looking fine today. Because this was the first episode where I thought Gil was like, okay, 
I can maybe see what everyone's talking about. <laughs> it, I think it was the shirt. <laughs> Pink Burberry does it for you? <laughs> it appears so, I guess. So whatever. Um, and then the last thing for me was, so when Gil sat with Pastor Cal and he was telling her all the things that bothered, I was going to ask you, do you think it matters that they see the same expert that they complain to so they can kind of, you know, talk about the same problems that the other has mentioned with them? Or does it matter that they have different experts and they just, I don't know, go based on their files or whatever it is they look through when they talk about it? I um, I don't think it matters because I think the experts know a lot more, obviously, than what they're saying. Like, okay. they are watch. I think they probably actually watch footage. Like, they get reports, but I think they watch footage and they know what's going on with everybody. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I agree with you. They were very cute this week. Speaking of what was not cute, <laughs> we are going to move to Johnny and Bao. Whew, I felt like I had to take an Advil before watching this. But their part or section starts with Johnny meeting up with Ryan. They meet up to play pool in the apartment building. And Johnny tells us that the past few days have, ha- have been fun, that he asked her to schedule dates, be open, and he thinks that, you know, she's making an effort. My question is, does he expect these dates to be every day? Or, like, is he scheduling dates? Like, what is... Is this not real life where people work? I don't... I, <laughs> I can mean, barely do anything after 5 o'clock. <laughs> trying to understand the mind of Johnny, I... I it's, you know, it's a losing proposition. Mm. So, we see a flashback of them bowling. I think Bao had um, scheduled a date for them to go bowl. And he told he tells Ryan that it felt natural and nothing felt forced. And Ryan is like, yeah, you can't force anything. Like, you, you have to imagine this in Ryan's deadpan, monotone, you know, voice. That he tried it and it didn't feel right. And then Johnny asks if he feels, you know, sad about the whole situation with Brett. And he goes, yeah, because it's not like she's done anything wrong, but neither have I. I haven't done anything wrong because he has to add that part. And (laughs) Johnny, oh, Johnny says he feels that way too. And Bao feels like he doesn't appreciate the things that she does. And Johnny was like, well, I feel like she's not doing anything I asked her to do before this week. Okay, Taskmaster. God, I hate Johnny. (laughs) And... As we've come to expect, Johnny adds that, you know, she's trying hard. You know, she's almost trying too hard. And Ryan adds, yeah, I definitely get the trying too hard thing. What do you want from Bao? Like, at this point, you're a joke. You tell her to do all these things. She does these things. And now you're saying that she's trying too hard? That's so unfair. Do you think Johnny goes to the other people and shit talks Bao a lot? Oh, that's a good question. He did it with Jose. He's now sort of doing it with Ryan. I can't recall him doing it with anybody else, but I'm I'm starting to sense a little, little pattern here. Yeah. I, I think it's right up his alley to do that. Because like we said, trying to make yourself look good, he's going to say, I told her this. She's a... I hate that the fact that he says that she lies. He calls her a liar a lot. And I, yeah. Yeah. Answer is yes. So Ryan tells Johnny to ignore all the issues and just find yourself chugging along. We just have three weeks left, Johnny, is the unsaid part. So Johnny's 
<laughs> Johnny's dumbass cackles, and then he asks Ryan if he could find himself at all, looking at all the things he doesn't like and just focusing on the positive side. And Ryan is like, absolutely not. He didn't even let him finish. He's like, that is unrealistic. You don't get to do that. And my first thought was just, they just did a disservice pairing these two together because now this dumb fuck feels validated. Why do they never put him with Gil? Because the producers choose violence every week. (laughs) I will say in this pool scene, this is where I was like, I think someone had said it. Is Ryan like depressed? I'm I'm not looking for the signs. I'm yeah. I'm like, is it situational depression? Like being in this like experiment with Brett just doesn't lift his mood? Or is this something that he struggles with all the time? Anyway, just me theorizing. But he was kind of that way before they even developed into anything. Like even Thank- when we're seeing his intro package, we were like, is anybody there? Are, are you okay? Thank so, you for the reminders. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Johnny says that, you know, he's trying to be on the positive side. And Ryan says, well, I mean, that's nice. It's helpful, but it's not realistic. And then Johnny tells us that they hang out a lot and they both understand what the other is going through. But sometimes he feels like Ryan is very negative about the situation and it's not helpful. Ryan tells him that, you know, I'm not trying to discourage you, but if you're going to go against what you feel, then it's a no-win situation. Johnny says maybe if he starts showing his appreciation, then they may get to a better place. That there is some good stuff despite all the red flags. (laughs) You are the red flag, Johnny. Um, So that was their hangout. And then we see Johnny and Bao getting ready for bed. And he tells Bao that, you know, Ryan might be the last person he needs to talk to about their relationship. I've said it again. I, I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Johnny's too honest. I don't. Why does Bao need to know that information? So he says, he, you know, he feels better about their relationship. But looking back, trust, communication, having a solid friendship. Those are the three things to him that are lacking in their relationship. And does she disagree? I <sighs> I feel like Johnny climbs into bed and is like, what am I going to say today that's going to be my dissatisfaction? Like, let's just beat it to the ground for the night. Because I I think back to the honeymoon, the part where he said he really likes her, the part where he said we're building a solid friendship, this will work. So where did this come from? I would love to know. He talks about it in Unfiltered, but I just get, I, he's a very unreliable narrator. So Bao says... That yes, she disagrees. And you cannot go into a marriage looking for that going into a marriage looking for friendship is counteractive to wanting emotional intimacy and romance and all that good stuff. She says when they first got into a big argument, he said the emotional intimacy was declining and he wanted the spark. They met with Dr. Viviana, she gave them ways on how to spice it up, and now he wants to take all of that out of the table. Once again, Johnny pulls shit out of his ass and says that, you know, the physical stuff isn't stuff that he wants to do. He doesn't feel anything from it. And he's just going through the motion. This is mean. This is a very mean thing to say. And these are the things where, again, we're not even going to try to understand Johnny, but it might be helpful to know what is it about whatever she makes sense that makes him just want to hurt her? Because that seems to be the pattern. 
she makes a good point and it's almost like how dare you counter what i'm saying and i'm going to hurt you right now because last we heard you're the one who wanted the intimacy so you know but Bao stands up and tells and tells him don't give me that bs i know there was a time that there was a spark and i don't know if he knows that there's a hypocrisy going on Johnny continues to tell her that he just can't have sex. And Bao rightfully says that you are saying that this is what works for you. But there are both of us in a marriage. And I am feeling forced to go with what you want. And then we get Hulk Johnny. He takes a stupid deep breath. Closes his eyes. And, you know, and he says, I don't know what to tell you. He starts saying, oh, my God. And then... He's like, we don't have to do this. (laughs) I just felt like what caused Hulk Johnny to come out? And I maybe we could go back and look at this. Whenever Bao expresses any kind of need, that is when we get Hulk Johnny. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's not allowed to disagree. She's not allowed to say she wants things. Because he just storms out and is like, how dare you? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you, Johnny? (laughs) Johnny wants a mannequin for a wife. Someone who's going to say yes to everything, except if he gets that, he's going to be like, I want someone who has a mind of their own. I don't want someone who's so... Johnny has a lot of... Mm. Mm, mm, mm. So, yeah. He's like, we don't have to do this. And he walks out and says he needs to take a minute because, wow, this is incredible. I'm like, she didn't say anything that was crazy. She's been very sensible. And she never yells at him. She's always very calm and even keel and just making her points. Bao is like, I don't know why you're blowing up. We are literally just talking. Like, we're just talking. So what is this about? Johnny's making a show of this. He's still saying it's incredible. I need a minute. Yada, yada, yada. And Bao tells us that she feels that Johnny's not happy because he doesn't want to be. And that is point blank period. That's the end and the beginning of it all. He doesn't want to put in the work. He doesn't want to make the marriage work. And she honestly feels that if he doesn't figure this out for himself, he's never going to be happy in any relationship. Standing ovation for Bao, people. Because from the very beginning, Bao was like, I'm not taking that on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Not my problem. Not me. So Johnny says he wants to say so many things. And Bao was like, please, say it. Let me understand. the point of saying that well i would say something but i'm not going to who's stopping you who's stopping you you're saying that you don't have anything to say we know it's not because you're trying to protect someone's feelings because you pop out with stuff that's mean all the time Mm -hmm. so johnny says he feels certain things are lacking and he wants to build a foundation but in tonight's conversation all that is lost because strengthening the foundation will not work And Bao is like, I didn't say that. She says, all I'm saying is friendship is not a marriage. She tells him that they have different approaches and expectations. And there are some things that where she's at a point where she doesn't know if they can work through that. And once again, that's how we leave that. At least he stayed, I believe. He didn't go to his house. And it's time for them to meet the experts. Johnny is meeting with um, Dr. Pepper and Bao is meeting Pastor Cal. Before... Dr. Pepper gets to even ask a question. Mr. Douche Lord dives into, I feel like when I'm with Bao, Bao, I am somebody that I don't want to be. Which and I whose just fault is as, that? Exactly. I just interpreted it as he is blaming her, his bad behavior on her. 
like own it in the words of Lisa Renner. <laughs> so he says that they don't have constructive arguments because they don't argue well. Dr. Pepper was very delicate with Johnny. I got to tell you, I was very disappointed because I was expecting some dagger things to his heart, but that didn't and happen. We know she knows how to do it. Uh, we've seen she her do knows. it before. She called Chris a narcissist straight up. <laughs> so <laughs> I was glad when I saw Dr. Pepper, I was like, all right, let's get to it. And what was this kid glove shit? Anyway, Dr. Pepper tells him like, okay, isn't that something we can work with? Um, them not arguing well, that you have said things that you need to apologize for and you need to find a way to deal with your anger because let's call it people. Johnny has anger issues, any which way you want to look at it. And you need to handle things in a way that you can be proud of. He can say what he feels, but not say things that nobody can grow from or change. And her question suggestion is, I am thinking of, of for him to tell Bao, I'm thinking of new ways of communicating. Will you be willing to work with me on them? I think I rolled my eyes. I was like, really? There's this whole because- thing about how when you're looking for a marriage counselor, you have to find one who's like invested in your marriage. You have to find one basically who's never going to tell you to get divorced <laughs> because they're a marriage counselor. So they should be focused on preserving your marriage. And this is like the way that these experts act. And I don't like it. <laughs> I did not like this question because this is a question that seems dependent on Bao yet again. He doesn't really have to do anything. All he has to say is, I'm thinking of new ways of communicating. What are these new ways, Johnny? Because Johnny's just going to find a way to put it on Bao again. So he tells her that he feels that they're living the same life, but seeing things differently. And Dr. Pepper says, there's no truth in perspective. Everyone comes with their perspective and you guys need to get away from winning. Once again, the conversation started leaning towards two of them, two of them trying to win. And I'm always like... I don't know that Bao is always doing that. Maybe I'm I'm being biased, but I don't think that she's always trying to win. I think she's just always trying to get her point across in a respectful manner. Would you agree? For the most part, I would agree. But that, like, while we were very upset about gourmet meals, <laughs> <laughs> I do think in that conversation, Bao was trying to win. Like, look at all the things that I do. She was, like, she wasn't lying, in my opinion, but mm-hmm. she, she was trying to win a little. Or maybe that's the Go perception ahead. truth part. Like, she sees it as stating facts, and he's creating a competition that she didn't know she was part of. <laughs> yeah, and there's only so much of Johnny's bashing that you can take where you feel like you have to defend yourself, you know? So, who knows? So, um, Dr. Pepper continues and tells them that they need to have structure for their conversations without getting mean. Again, this whole day, I don't know that we've seen Bao get mean, but anyways, like I said before, I was dissatisfied with this meetup. She didn't go in as much as I wanted her to. So Bao is meeting with Pastor Cal and he asks her how she's doing and she says, no, she tells us that she's feeling checked out. And she married a man who was not ready for marriage and cuts her down at every opportunity. Baal tells Pastor Cal that this building on foundation is an out. And the more they talk, she feels that Johnny is 80% out the door 
and his decision is already made. She feels cheated out of a good marriage and she has a husband on paper and that's about it. Pascal tells her that he has said some pretty ugly things and then they play a whole montage of it. Oh, aid my heart. I don't, I don't like seeing people just, he was, he's been unkind to her. That's the best way I can put it. And when you see that, like we're looking at it like individual weeks or whatever, but to see that package, that was a lot. It's like, wow. Yeah. One on top of the other. Ugh. And Bao tells Pastor Cal, like, like the rest of us, she doesn't understand why he feels he has to cut her down. I know I said that Jose is a man fueled by insecurity, but I don't know if that is Johnny's issue. I don't know. Johnny has a backstory that maybe we don't know, but there's something deeper going on with him. This is not, uh, this is not okay. And, you know, she tears up and tells Pastor Cal that she's frustrated. He doesn't have the emotional maturity and he has given up. And Pastor Cal is actually speechless. He didn't say anything for a a couple of minutes. And I was like, "Uh, dude, are you still there? And then he tells her to ask if he felt that he was ready to be married. Shouldn't you be the one? (laughs) You should have the answer to that question because you matched his man to be married. And then Pastor Cal also tells her, you know, play nice. You know, stay on level one and keep it surface and see if he goes deep himself. And Bao tells us that, you know, she's just never been that person for chit-chat. Like, she's just always tries to go in and get to the meat of the matter. Pascal now says this thing, again, this dangerous rhetoric of, you know, building a foundation through adversity. Mm. When I Y'all heard that I phrase, feel. I was like, how to stay with abuse? <laughs> Mm, this is this is this is where me and Pastor Cal got to fight. I don't no. It's terrible advice. Very terrible. Very dangerous. Let me put it that way. Dangerous. Dangerous. So they meet for the download, and Johnny starts with an apology. Bao tells us that listen, I want to accept and forgive him, but she doesn't know how sincere it is. Bao is a very smart woman. Everything she said, back to back, fact. He tells her that he wants to improve their communication and what does she think? And she says she wants to be able to talk about anything without being judged and she's not sure really why their conversations always escalate. I don't know if it was just me, but I felt like Johnny was making faces as she was speaking. <laughs> I think he does that a lot. I can't tell if it's because he's like has a very reactive face or if it's because he's a child. Um, I'm going to go with child. Okay, I was going to go with reactive face because got to give him something. Mm-mm, not me. So she asks him if he's willing to fully show up for their marriage. And this idiot says, I have not run away from this relationship yet. I just need a breather because I don't want it to escalate. Johnny asks one more question that I don't think he was told to ask, but maybe I missed it. What can she do to be more present in the marriage? It's like... Is that a valid question? We can't really tell. But it's like of all the issues facing you, that's not a good question. Not a good question at all. Y'all's no, problems it... are are much bigger than present in the marriage. You treat your wife like trash, Johnny. That that we got to overcome that hurdle. Mhm. If it's not a question that somehow puts blame on her, he doesn't want it. But Bao says that 
um, I feel like I have been present, but now it's turning back around for her. And she doesn't want to be talked to or treated the way that he has been. And she deserves respect. She asked him if he was ready for marriage. He says he was. And he was ready to marry with a blank slate. Like someone he didn't know. But it was her. And they knew each other. And for 15 years they could have dated. But they didn't. Why? Because there was no chemistry. He was not attracted to her. Otherwise they would have gone on a second date. Oh my god. Oh my god. You could tell Bao was crushed. You could see her face just fell. And I'm like. Did you not just come out from a conversation where Dr. Pepper was like, don't be mean? I, um, it's stuff like that where I just see a person who's like missing empathy. Like you're missing some, some empathy things. The fact that you would think that it's okay to say that on top of all the other stuff you said. I don't think that he's capable of identifying the shitty things he said before, because if you were told to stop being mean and then you come out with this, you don't understand what being mean is because you lack empathy. Yeah, that's true. I've also noticed that whenever he's saying these things, he doesn't look her in the eye. He looks down and then he starts staring at whatever it is. So that makes me feel like he knows what he's saying and he's saying it intentionally, but he just can't stop himself. All this in his mind is hurt her, hurt her. So. But yeah, Bao tells us that she's skeptical about his words and where do they go from here? And that's all I have for Johnny and Bao and yet another painful week. And on that note, we'll take a break. <laughs> and we are back. And we're going to talk about our final couple, which is Michaela and Zach. So Michaela says that, you know, they had their moments early in their marriage. Um, they're meeting with Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper. Michaela is seeing Pastor Cal and Zach is meeting Dr. Pepper. Um, she tells him that they're now at the point where they're not ignoring anything about their marriage. They're in it because they choose to be. And she hopes Zach uses the moment to be open, honest, and truthful. I'm sorry, this was their diary cam situation. So Michaela tells Pascal that things are going better and they're taking things step by step. Pascal says that's fine, but uh, you kind of have just three weeks left. And then he asks questions that he has about Zach. What questions does she have for Zach that are unanswered? Michaela says she would like to know what he envisioned marriage to be because he talks a lot about how he wanted it so bad. And I thought that was a good question. Yeah. Pastor Cal asked her what she wants for her marriage, and she says she wants him to be happy. Pastor Cal tells her to explain, and she says she wants him to be happy, period. And not for her to be the source of the happiness because, I mean, if she disappears, that wouldn't be pretty. And if he is unhappy, it affects her. I thought that made sense, like she not being the source of the happiness. But Pascal asked her if it's possible that a lot of his happiness can come from her. And Michaela is like, um, that is a lot of responsibility to be responsible <laughs> for another person's happiness. So Pascal explains that he's not responsible for his wife's happiness, but it would be crazy for him not to say he's not contributing to it. I don't know. This conversation had me in circles because I don't, 
I mean, I get it, but I didn't quite. Okay, I don't know who's wrong, who's right, or what made sense. Did you have any thoughts about <laughs> this conversation? I will say, in the other conversations, I could draw a connection between the per- the relationship that I have observed and the conversation they're ha- having with the expert. And this yeah. one, I was just very confused. Like we're having a conversation about happiness. You you guys don't I don't know like you I don't haven't seen anything that like would make me think this should be your number one topic of conversation. I agree with you completely. It's also the disconnect of saying, "Oh, things are going well, we've good," but here's Michaela saying, "Like, Zach's not happy." So, mm. so Michaela says she knows Happy Zach, but she sees unhappy Zach, and she's not sure what's going on. Pascal says, what can be done to create a safe space for that? And she needs to be a part of it because they're married. The question is, do you want this more than you don't want it? I don't Dr. actually think says, that's the question, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Pepper says, you know, to Zach that she knows what's going on, but, you know, doesn't get to talk to him about it. He tells her everything that's been going on in their marriage. And he says that it feels like this is a choice to still be married, but it is missing an element of meant to be versus actively choosing this marriage. And, and he goes back and forth on if he's trying to convince himself that, you know, this is meant to be <laughs> Dr. Pepper ain't got time for this fantasy <laughs> life. She's like, listen, the kind of person that I am, I don't think things are meant to be. Things are opportunities. (laughs) And they picked someone they thought would be good for you, for him. And if he is lucky enough to get the raw materials, then you make it work. And then he says the answers that he needs for decision day is if they can continue the way it's been, then he, but if they can continue the way it's been, then he's optimistic of the future. I'm not sure I heard the question that he wanted to ask. So Dr. Pepper wasn't having it, but a few things, she mentions that a few things that they have seen, and one of them is how can he make her feel secure? Zach says he wants her to be herself, doesn't want her to walk on eggshells, and he'll talk to her about it. Dr. Pepper gives him advice that when you do talk to her about it, um, try to avoid extreme terms and try to ask questions. (laughs) If you guys remember, there was a fight where Zach was going all the way. (laughs) this is you, you're fundamentally this, you're not going to change and all that good stuff. So, you know, um, surprise, um, Zach starts crying and to me makes it about him. And Dr. Pepper just gives him this blank stare that had me (laughs) cracking up. Like, (laughs) Dr. Pepiano would at least, you know. (laughs) I feel like a terrible human, but this man needs to stop crying. (laughs) Can't help himself. I just look at him and I'm like, why are you crying? (laughs) I feel like if it was Dr. Viviana, she'd probably be like, oh, that's okay. But Dr. Viviana was just looking at him like, are you done yet? Like, I don't, listen, I just came to give you, what are you even crying for? You know you're done. We just have to do this. So, (laughs) since you watched a lot more early seasons than I did, and Dr. Pepper has been around since the word go. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like she was softer and kinder back then? <laughs> like, these successive yes, also, years have taken something out of her. I think she was, but I don't know how to compare because the premise was so different and there wasn't a lot of interaction. And I think they also didn't have 
Well, they did have idiots, but they they have a new kind. I don't think they have a new kind of me- like people now. Yeah. So I'm, I think I'm it really shows. Amazed. <laughs> it shows more. She's just. I I gotta tell you, I'm still surprised she's on the show. Every season, I think Doctor Pepper's be like, "Fuck this shit! I don't. I'm too old for this. I don't have time for this people <laughs> and their stupidity. I've seen enough." <laughs> so, anyways. He cries for a long time. Okay, maybe not a long time. He felt that way. <laughs> because he couldn't get the words out of his mouth. And he's like, <laughs> he's looking back. <laughs> I'll give you time, H. <laughs> he's I'm looking back like, at their- I am going to hell for how much I'm laughing at this poor man crying. No. Oh, oh, okay, I'm better now. I think he was even crying about his marriage, but he's always crying about how he looked. Anyways, let me let me let me go further. He says he's looking back at their past conversations and trying to remember if he asked the right questions. And he realizes that he's a perfectionist and nothing he ever does in life is good enough. And he puts that on other people, including his wife, and it's not fair. I can't wait to watch the matchmaking special because it's hard for me not to believe he didn't say this. And I don't know if they saw this as a red flag or not, because I don't know if you recall the day of the wedding or the day before when he was with his brothers and he had a breakdown and was crying. All they kept saying is, what if I'm not good enough? What if I'm not good enough? So clearly this is a sore spot in his life. Definitely. For- yeah. So honestly, though, last so- night I was having like a perfectionist moment. And then I saw Zach crying and I was like, you've got to pull yourself together. Or you end up like Zach. <clears throat> it's okay. Good enough is okay. Mistakes are okay. Like you don't have to be perfect, or you'll end up crying to Dr. Pepper about nonsense. But please continue. It is true. But that's the thing. I feel like a lot of the times we are all hard on ourselves. But for me, it's the disconnect. You think you're not good enough. You think you want to be a perfectionist, but then you also just always wanted to be married again. What did you think marriage was? Disneyland? So I don't know. There's a disconnect there for me. He says Michaela is amazing. He just has this view that things have to be perfect. And I'm like, oh, I wonder which other wife thinks that way. Um, Zach and Michaela meet up to go over their talks. And Michaela says it was productive. And he tells her that he cried because he realized why all his relationships failed. And it was a breakthrough moment. That he needs to make a change or he's going to be alone for a very long time. She asks her question and he says he goes back to about the marriage. Like what did he envision? And he says he goes back to an image making breakfast with his wife and kids running around. That he just wants to build something with someone who makes him feel unbelievably happy. She says for her, it is someone who is her partner and they have goals together. Michaela says she wishes she could shake up this hesitation and this guard that she has. And Zach said, He couldn't tell that she had a guard, (laughs) a guard up. And then he asked her how he could make her feel secure. Um, She says words and actions, but she still can't shake it off that he's not here for the long term because she doesn't feel that he feels that way. Zach says his main goal is to do whatever it is to make it work. And then we had, I think, the group hang out together. So they all meet up to play sand volleyball. So we start with Brett saying she's glad she's in a group setting because she's at a breaking point in her marriage 
And it'll make her feel better about her crap marriage as everyone else is in a crap marriage too. <laughs> so, oh man. So the first group of people is like Johnny, Brett, Ryan, Zach, and Michaela. Jose and Rachel are late. Mirla and Brett hug each other big. Um, I was like kind of surprised at that level of emotion from Mirla, actually. Um, Gil theorizes that Bao must not be here because she and Johnny are in a fight. Gil is wrong. Bao shows mm-hmm. up, dressed as a cheerleader. Um, Johnny hugs her, and she they do a little interview with her that was clearly many hours later because it's dark outside when she's talking to them. And she says, I don't know if it's the outfit or Johnny had a change of heart and wants to be more affectionate in front of other people. And she's like, I'm pretty sure it's the outfit. Bao is a great cheerleader. She's pretty flexible. Like, they got some great action shots of Bao being a cheerleader. And I think at one point, Brett joins her in being a cheerleader. <laughs> um, there are many, many slow-mo action shots of these people playing volleyball. I really think the slow motion was because they had to fill in some time here. <laughs> I don't know why else. Like, this is not ESPN. <laughs> why are we watching people play volleyball? Um, Isn't Brett a volleyball... She's a volleyball coach or something? See, I forgot that. I uh, I don't. Yeah, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> I I hope I'm right. I'm not sure. I, I, and I say that because right. to me, the standout was Merla, and I was like, isn't she a coach? Why is she being shown up? <laughs> Why is she playing yeah. cheerleader for a bit too? <laughs> <sighs> so then we get to like the real the real stuff. So Bao, Brett, and Merla sit down. There's all these different groups, but we'll start with that one. Um. Brett says that Bao in her cheerleader outfit is the highlight of her day. That was very sweet. Um, and she says that Pastor Cal was pissed at her situation, that it seemed like Ryan hasn't given her a fair chance to the outside eye, and that's how it seems to her, too. Bao says Johnny is mean. Um, she said one of the tools that was talked about is he should not say negative definitive statements, and then he did. And she says he gets defensive. Um, Brett says that she's not speaking for everybody, but she thinks some people don't view this as a real marriage. And then the camera flashes to both Ryan and Johnny. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) Next we have Johnny and Zach. He says that it feels juvenile. I think Gil was in that group too. And Gil says that he has to be happy. And he says he feels like he gets glimpses of joy, but day-to-day stuff is nothing. And then the next group is Jose and Rachel and Ryan and Michaela. Ryan says that Dr. Pepper scares him and he thought he would be meeting with Pastor Cal. I don't know what that was about. And he says that he promised Dr. Pepper more effort and that they're in a weird limbo place. The conversations weren't that great, but they happened. (laughs) Yeah, I thought the breakdowns were so weird, too. They always do these like weird groupings when they all get together. So I need to stop, you know, ever since we had that conversation where we said, you know, there was a blow up, Michaela had a blow up with one of, I don't know, the group settings or one of the ladies, we've been trying to figure out who it was, but she seemed pretty friendly with everyone, but because she was put away from the, the bow, uh, Brett and Merla sit down, I was like, was it one of them? But now I'm beginning to think maybe it never happened. Maybe. I mean, the internet lies. So, anyways, after the great volleyball hangout, 
we suddenly start hearing voices. We're seeing aerial shots of buildings and we're just hearing voices that are arguing about sleeping in the same bed. Michaela's like, it doesn't matter. Are we enemies now? I'm like, oh my God, we have escalated. We are starting from 100. <laughs> so Zach tells us in a diary cam that they had a great day at beach volleyball and now she wants to sleep in separate beds. Can you tell them why? She goes, yes, I will. She tells us that they had a conversation about decision day and they decided as it stands as of today, if they had to choose, it would be a no for both of them. So she feels, why sleep in the same bed if it's a no? Zach said that she feels that she switches up every day. And Michaela is like, what is wrong with that? But Zach is like, I don't understand why we have to sleep in different rooms. They, I'm, I'm shortening this because they were going on and on about <laughs> You said no. I said I don't know. You said I don't know. But I'll tell you that I was on Michaela's side about, yeah, if we're saying no, what is the point? Until she made a point that said, I have the right to switch up my mind anytime I want. So if there's a possibility that as of tomorrow, you may change your mind and you want them to be together, what is the point of sleeping separate when sleeping together might change your mind and bring you closer? You both said no. It's different if one person said no. What did you think? I'm always amazed when people try to litigate. So it felt like the two of them were trying to litigate the fine points of we both said that we were going to say no and then interpret mm -hmm. what that means and try to convince us because they were talking to us, the audience, that one of them is right. And I'm like, neither of you is right. Neither mm -hmm. of you. First off, you shouldn't have said no on decision day. Just lie. <laughs> okay, I'm big, I take that back. But the, the fact that the both of you put that out there and now you're arguing about your reaction to basically saying you don't want to be together, <laughs> not a good look. Not a good look. But I tell you this, though, I am grateful that as angry as they were, they still had the wherewithal to film it. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> there is a lot of F words being thrown around. Michaela and Zach don't fight clean. And then the argument switches, like I said, to her saying, I didn't say no. I said, I don't know. Again, dumb argument. We see the time clock 10, 30 minutes later. Michaela tells us that she asked him if they were good and he's practically ignoring her. He tells us that if she doesn't want to be in the same bed, he is going to go home and he doesn't want to be here. And then we go on commercial break. In the commercial break, it is October. Halloween is coming. We get a Halloween leaning sneak peek of what is to come next week because it was a horror movie i was freaked out by it and i'm sure if you guys watched it's of next week when they're in a couple's retreat and michaela goes crazy that's the only thing i'm not saying it looked like special effects but it's not she's flipping things she's screaming they're holding her back Bow is trying to hide for safety. Like, uh, what? Bow is trying to hide from anything. She's trying to make sure she sees every moment. She's like, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm like, there is no way they can do a fake out on this. Like, this is, oh, man. Oh, Michaela is not okay. You can't have that much anger in you. And the thing is, her blow-ups never quite match whatever the crime was. <laughs> Like, Bao has been told worse. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? If Zach ever said half of what? Anyway, she, I mm. mean, that is 
people like say you shouldn't use the term crazy because it's offensive. But when you look at behavior and like, I don't know what to call that. Like he, you guys are sitting down. He says something to you that clearly makes you upset. And you just start screaming like a mad woman. I can't, I can't. <laughs> you guys, I'm so <laughs> looking forward to last to next oh, week. Oh, that one I think is a fake out aid. I think that's probably a bug in her face. I don't and think they're gonna make you see her face. It. You don't think so? Oh my I god! Think I think that said wait. something that set her off, where she's just like, "I'm so frustrated dealing with you." Which, once again, legitimate emotion, like frustrated dealing with Zach. I can understand that. Screaming oh. and yelling and storming off. Like, what are you gonna do? Go find Johnny because he just stormed off from something too? Because that's what your people do. <laughs> I guess you know the next day we're back with them it's the next day and they were supposed to have a video chat with Zach and his brothers with Michaela but Michaela looks like she decided not to show up found it very interesting that Zach's read maths one maths room one so (laughs) he tells them what happened and how she said you know she didn't care if he left and his brother is like, you know she's lying. And Zach is like, yeah, then say that. And I think that's part of the problem. Because in the sneak peek that we saw, he's saying, if you want me to leave now, just tell me. And she goes, go ahead and leave. And then when he does it and calls her bluff, she gets mad. So um, sh- he tells them that she texted him an hour later to say that since he went back home, she's going to move out fully tomorrow morning. And he's like, there is no way she's going to do that. He comes back and she did move out and she took everything, including the seasoning. <laughs> including the seasoning. I cannot this season? show this show blows my mind. This is the second time where someone has moved out and someone has been mad. <laughs> and they took the seasoning. And we've only done this show. This is our third season of doing the show. How have I observed two people be upset about someone taking the seasonings? Apparently, the seasoning is a... I feel like if someone moved down and took the seasoning, I wouldn't really care. But it is a cardinal sin because his brother is like, nah, that is the breaking point. That is beyond childish. That is... I'm like, wow, what what seasoning was it? Was it the paprika? Was it- I'm like, was it the cloves? Because cloves are expensive. Was it the whole vanilla bean? Because those are expensive too. Spices tend to be pretty cheap on average. So why are you people so upset about someone taking the spices? Yeah, so I mean I I guess that was it. like that's what we learned. <laughs> like, why? Anyway. So his brother tells him, you know, it's beyond childish. You've tried as hard as you can. She's not meeting you halfway, and that is not okay. Zach says it's challenging to see Michaela move out for the second time. And he just tells his brothers that right now, this is insanity. And he's right. He really is. He says starting now, he's just going to start doing what makes him happy. We see him call Michaela because he has his fir- her first and last name on his phone, calls her on speaker, and she doesn't pick up. And that is how the episode ends. Ugh, I'm so tired of the two of them. Although they are entertaining. I always say I'm tired of people. And like, you know, it's not fun to watch Bal get called names or whatever, but... It is kind of entertaining. Good to show some spice. I think what is entertaining for me is I see something and I'm like, surely this is the end. (laughs) It's the comeback for me. (laughs) Like they are able to, I see this fight. She moved out completely and they still made it to the retreat. Wow. Wow. The retreat is legend though, because every retreat, 
you know, a couple or two just shows up to fight in front of the other couples. <laughs> and yeah. it's always, I hate to say it, but it's entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tane, who has your bouquet for the week? Sorry, guys, hate to be a broken record, but Merla and Gail have my bouquet for the week. They were so comfortable. It was cute when Merla teared up. It's good to see them appreciating each other. And it was just a nice, their 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 download or recap was very cute for me. And who has yours? <laughs> just Mirla. Um, <laughs> not because Gil did anything wrong, but the fact that Mirla's question was like, what can I do? Um... A lot of these couples could stand for a little more. What can I do for my partner instead of me, 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 me? So mm-hmm. Mirla gets my bouquet for the week. Uh, who has your burnt ashes? Oh, my burnt ashes goes to Michaela and Zach because of that argument that took years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> like at least argue about something substantial so I can be like, hmm, okay, but this didn't make any sense. Who has yours? Mine went to Brett and Ryan because we've we've been knowing <laughs> that this is this is dead. And to see them just drag this out, I feel a little bit bad giving it to Brett because I do think Ryan is more the one who needs to come out and say it. But mm. in some ways they're both equally at, at fault. Just this, as you said many weeks ago, the thing is dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, guys. That's it for this week. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We enjoy hearing from you guys on social media. You can retweet Tane's gifts on our Twitter, whatever floats your boat. You can argue amongst yourselves in the comments on Instagram. We read every last one and cackle along with you. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and leave a review if you're so inclined. Hope to see you next week. Don't forget that the episode is probably going to drop late next week. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.